When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. That's what it is. That's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! Oh, <laughs> way to direct it, Nick. Good job there. All right, well, <laughs> way to get things started, bringing up the energy in the room. It's waiver wire time. We got a lot of, lot of to discuss. We got the doc waiting. We got a couple of special guests waiting. So let's get the introduction started. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Yeah, it's Sleepy Jesus today, man. I'm a little bit on the tired side, but that's why I'm in here for TSS fans because you guys are going to wake me up. All this energy. Nick's back. Nicholas, I'm safe in Denver, Colorado. Macaronis over here. How are you doing, Nick? Um, glad you're back, buddy. But before we pass it on to him, to the better part of the show, we are going to tell you 
Go on tssfantasy.com, check out our rankings. It'll be up to date by tomorrow, guaranteed. And then check out our merchandise because you see that little logo right there? I don't know where I'm pointing anymore. Uh, That's a cool-ass logo, and you know you want it on shirts, hats, everything. So go out there right now, get some TSS gear. All right, great introduction. And listen, it's okay for you <laughs> keeping your boy Jimmy G last night. I know you're probably coming around a little bit. I probably had you staying up late. No, excited. No, all right, well, at least, at, the, at least the, the W. In it. If we talk about that game, I got a lot to say. All right, let's welcome in then <laughs> Nick, you got slandered, Macaronis. Yes, I'm back in the saddle, ready to go. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, it's a great, it's a great feeling to be a Philly fan right now. You got the Eagles, the only undefeated team in the NFL. You got the Phillies that just broke their their 11-year playoff streak. Uh, Times are good, ladies and gentlemen, and let's keep it rolling. Uh, Justin did all the plugs for uh, TSS, so uh, I got nothing left on that. Nick, I don't know how many times I got to tell you, no one cares about baseball. And like as Justin alluded to, you are literally the only person that marks himself safe during a natural disaster being in another state in fact you are so far west i don't even know if you were even breathed close enough to the hurricane but well, i have fans that are concerned here. about me so oh, i need to let them know i got you i got you hey you know what at least you got fans all right so as we were talking about hit that subscribe button justin alluded to i don't know where he went he got so crazy he left hit that subscribe button we're giving away the cj2k sign football all you got to do is hit subscribe we'll get you right in there for that giving away that very soon also, don't forget, go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the, use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. We got a lot of fun contests going on there as well, so make sure you do check that out. Justin, you're back. Why do we do all these crazy things? Because we can. No, 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 no. It's because we're the finished show of the people, Justin. How many times do you have to be told? Good job, Nick. I love it. The fantasy show, the people indeed. We got people waiting. Let's bring in the doc. We got a lot of news to get to and a lot of injury news at that. Let's bring in the doc. Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand. Dr. Miller, welcome into the studio, my friend. As per the usual, the NFL is keeping you mighty busy. Welcome in. Thank you very much. It is great to be here with you gentlemen today. We do appreciate it. Like I said, it always keeps you busy as the NFL monster keeps turning. Who you got on the house call this week? Since you were just talking about Denver and our teammate over here to my right, let's talk about the Broncos running back, Javante Williams, right? So sad news for him. Uh, Season-ending ACL, LCL, and posterolateral corner injury of his knee. So ACL runs front to back in your knee, helps give the lower leg bone stability from front to back. The LCL runs on the outside of the leg, north-south, helps to stabilize it against blows from the inside. And then that posterolateral injury is just a cartilage injury to the back side of the knee. Essentially, you put these together, this is really bad news, right? The medical consensus is that he's got a very long road back. 
And the available evidence that we've shared on this segment before says that if, big if, he returns next season, he won't be back to his pre-injury productivity. So Williams' fantasy value is zero the rest of this season and certainly impaired as we look toward next season. Yeah, that's big for, uh, especially for those uh, big, you know, if you have him in those big leagues that you're in for the long term, um, you know, that's trouble. It's certainly going forward. Hopefully you invested at least in Melvin Gordon. And we'll, of course, talk about some of the other waiver wire possibilities coming up soon. All right. Who else you got, Doc? So Daniel Jones is now day to day after injuring his ankle. His uh, words are, quote, I feel good, a little sore, but all good. So. I think given that there's not a realistic alternative anymore to him playing, unless Saquon Barkley is going to be running the you know, wildcat offense all four quarters, he's got to play week five in London. So I think Jones, whether he's good or not, you can expect him to go, but certainly not going to be going at 100%. Mm, that is not no bueno for you guys there. All right, who else we got? Yeah, so good news for Jonathan Taylor, I think. He avoided the dreaded high ankle sprain. But I didn't realize this going into the week, he was also managing a turf toe injury. So he's got a couple of things, all hyper or increase in mobility injuries um, in that lower leg between the ankle and the toe. This is challenged by the fact that, you know, he's got a short week, right? They're playing on Thursday and you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of time to recover. Didn't practice Monday, wore the boot and practice on Tuesday, but ESPN is reporting that he's hopeful to play. So Jonathan Taylor, likely good to go. Yeah, he's always been one of those long-term durable guys. You know, it's been that long moniker of him. Not, he's never missed a practice and all that. So it's a, a big surprise that he even missed practice. So certainly no surprise, though, him getting in there, though, for sure. All right, who else we got? So bad news for Jameson Crowder. He broke his ankle uh, during a punt return week four. So there's three different bones this could be. But most likely, the bone he broke is part of his fibula. The outside bump on your lower leg is called the lateral malleolus. It's the smaller of the two lower leg bones. Um, and again, there's no direct information that that's the one it is, but more often than not, when they say ankle fracture, we're talking about the lateral malleolus. Likely headed to the IR. Uh, he's going to be shut down for a couple of months, maybe eight, 10 weeks. No bueno. Not sad news there. All right, who else we got? Uh, Corderell Patterson. So he originally injured his knee in week three. It was a game time decision for week four. And I think if they could make that decision again, they'd pull him back. Right. He's been placed on the IR after an undisclosed knee procedure to likely his meniscus on Monday morning. Expect him to be out four weeks at best, more likely four to six weeks. Man, that one came out of nowhere, too. You know, I knew he was kind of hurt going into it, but certainly didn't expect to see him pop up on the IR. I was like, oh, my God. So, again, we're going to be talking about waiver wire pickups uh, here in a second, so I'm not going to waste time with that. Who else we got, Doc? So, fans are probably tuning in tonight to hear us talk a little bit about Tua. Uh, this is super sad, right? So, football fans who previously were unfamiliar with the fencing response now have this unforgettable image of this posturing of his arms and hands after – What's well, either a concussive or a brainstem injury. So super sad and super memorable when you see that. I mean, I think everybody now has this image just burned into their eyes. Um, there's a great piece by Chase Goodbread of the Tuscaloosa News. He wrote an art- article that was picked up by the USA Today. The first line says, quote, Tua Tagovailoa should ponder an early retirement from football. And he went on to cite his multiple orthopedic and brain in- injuries over the last five years. So Tua, if he decided to walk away, he's got a guaranteed $30 million. 
I can't say I disagree with this. You know, that was really a frightening hit. He's got to think past this season, past next year. He's got to think of his future. What we do know is that he won't play week five. That's about all that's guaranteed right now, even though there's a lot of speculation about what the rest of the season may hold for him. How dare you come on my show and speak blasphemy of Tua retiring early? How dare you, sir? How dare you? (laughs) No, but it was very scary. And like you said, very polarizing, of course, because everyone's seen it by now. And it's, you know, it's, like I said, I mean, this was back in the day. This probably wouldn't even been a big deal. Uh, but now that they're, you know, really concentrating on brain injuries and you're seeing these things so up close, um, it was a very scary incident for Tua for sure. And definitely going back a week ago, um, like, you know, we had talked about before, you can't sit here and claim a brain injury on someone or excuse me, a back injury when the person gets up and just just grabbing for their head. I mean, usually, you know, we're therapists. We know somebody's body language. If your back hurts, guess what? You don't need to be a therapist to know if your back hurts. You usually do this. Oh, my back hurts. You don't do this. So anyway. All right. Who else we got, Doc? So a couple quick ones, uh, Dotson from the commanders expected to miss one to two weeks with a hamstring injury. And then Rashad Bateman day to day with a midfoot injury. They're not saying Liz Frank right now, but anytime you're hearing about the midfoot, that's always in the back of your mind. It already cost them the fourth quarter of the week four loss to the bills. Again, presently day to day, but keep a close eye on the uh, Wednesday report on him. Yeah, that's actually pretty big too. Cause Devin Duvernay becomes a big target. Um, you know, again, talking about waiver wires here in a minute, if he's out there, it might be somebody to consider being a Bateman's going uh, to the Liz Frank injury. We know how that goes. All right, Doc, does that conclude tonight? End of the segment, my friend. All right, my friend. Well, we do appreciate you coming in once again. Um, lots of informative stuff. We appreciate it. We will see you next week. Good then, guys. All right, we got Jim Coventry. We got Jim Coventry and we got Zach. And I, you know, I would say where Zach's from, but I was looking on his Twitter. It's about from a thousand places, so I couldn't even place anything. It's glad to have I'm glad to have him in though tonight because we got waiver wires to discuss. Let's bring him in. Thanks again, Doc. All right, it is. Well, I don't know what happened. I guess people didn't get pulled. Sorry, I think uh might have got it. There we go. We got it all pulled up. Let's welcome in first Jim Coventry. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Well, it's great to be here talking some waiver wire. It's always a good day to talk fantasy football. Absolutely. That's the kind of man I like right there. And Zach, how about you, my friend? Welcome into the studio. Thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. It's Champs or Chumps Night, so you guys are going to debate tonight on who are the best waiver wire pickups in each position. And guess what? Our boy Nick is going to be the judge tonight. Who's going to make the better case? We're about to find out. It's Champs or Chumps. Let's get it on. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble. thick do you think I am? I mean, I know I've never stood up around you, but damn, like, oh, I'm just a full force. Like, and only because 
Caleb looked like he's in Grandma's kitchen, I'm going to give this one to Mike. So, Caleb, for just right now. Hey, man, just want to let you know that sometimes you got to shut the fuck up. Jason, that's not how you treat guests, bro. Hey. <laughs> The longest intro in anything. <laughs> I can't imagine. My apologies on that. I got to cut that down. All right. Let's get things started tonight. It's champs or chumps. We're going to get the case. Let's go to Jim first. We'll start with you. We're going to want the champ argument for Zach Wilson. Give it to us. Why is he the guy to pick up this week? So Zach Sorry, Wilson. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, it's good to start from a down position. There's nowhere to go but up. So we love that, right? Everybody loves an underdog. So, look, Zach Wilson, tough first matchup, right? Playing Pittsburgh on the road. And he does struggle with man defense. That is not going away anytime soon. But the Jets are going to trail a lot. And he has targets everywhere. Little chemistry, and he'll have at least one mismatch on each play, whether it's Brees Hall out of the backfield, whether it's Tyler Conklin, whether it's Corey Davis of last week, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. So I assume the coaching staff is going to dial up quick hitting options because of the mismatch that'll be there. And we know Wilson could run a little bit. Lord knows we don't want him to run. He'll get hit and he'll get hurt. But we've seen second-year quarterbacks make a jump. And with the weapons that surround him, I think that mitigates the bottom three pass blocking that they have on their offensive line. Because, again, game script, quick pace, targets, love it. Yeah, and you got to love his taste in women at the end of the day. All right, so, Zach, you are up, my friend. Give me the case for a guy who used to say Tanny is the new Danny when he was down in Miami. Give me the case for Ryan Tannehill as the pickup this week. Sure. So I mean, this is not really starting off hot, but hopefully you're not streaming quarterbacks yet before bye week starts. But if you have to, we're, we're scraping the barrel here with our quarterbacks uh, on these roster percentages. But from PFF underscore Brad, the third highest PFF grade on throws beyond uh, the first read is Ryan Tannehill at 80.3. Uh, so that might surprise a lot of people with his lack of weapons there. Uh, he always has a chance to run in a goal line touchdown. Uh, no one ever really thinks of him as doing that, but he's good for, what, five, six, seven a year. I don't know how he does it, but he always pulls it out, even with Derrick Henry right there. He's got a good matchup against Washington. That's really the best case for Tannehill this week specifically. And like I said, hopefully you don't really actually have to stream quarterbacks in week five. Yeah, no, indeed. Ryan Tannehill does have a good matchup. Speaking of, so does Bobby Trees this week, and indeed. All right, Nick, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really not digging the whole, uh, Tannehill argument. We, we went from a 22 to a 2 to a 21 to a 15. He averages 15.3 per. I'm going to go Zach Milson on this one. Okay. Zach Milson. Now keep in mind, keep in mind, I know that's all he went. Really, that's what he was trying to do there. He tried to swing that around. We caught you. All right, let's move on. We're going to go to the running backs because, again, these are waiver wire targets, Nick. We don't expect them to be uh, 30-point monsters. Um, Let's go to Zach first. Give me the case for Isaiah Pacheco as the guy. Big pickup this week. Sure. So I think Isaiah Pacheco is – this is not a guy you're starting this week. This is someone you're stashing and you're hoping he's going to be that league-winning potential for you if someone like CH in front of him gets hurt. So he was still third uh, in running back snaps in week four with 17, only one behind McKinnon. But he looked really good with all of his touches. He was running hard. 
uh, per next gen stats, he has a 1.43 rushing yards over expectation per carry. And that sounds like a lot of words there. But CEH to compare that is at 0.37 and McKinnon's at a negative 1.16. So when Pacheco is touching the ball, he's running really well with it. And like I said, at this point, you're just looking to stash him and hopefully you're reaping the rewards come the second half of your season. Our boy Fred isn't in tonight, Zach, so you can lay out the big words all day long. We got you. He's running hard, though. I do agree, and he's really fast. He's got the juice. You can definitely see that. All right, let's go on to Jim. Give me the case for Mike Boone as the big pickup this week. Still loving me some underdogs here. He's going to keep riding the dogs. So, look, Mike Boone, the dude hasn't had any work since 2019. He did get some work down the stretch of the Vikings. I know he disappointed everybody in, like, week 15, I think it was, or the fantasy players. Maybe week 16 it was. He ends up with 5.6 yards per carry in that 2019 season. His problem in his career has been this. For his first part of his career, he played behind Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Wasn't seeing the field. Then Denver signs him in free agency, and it looks great. Then they sign uh, Melvin Gordon, and they draft Javante Williams. Guess who's number three dog again? He is an explosive runner, and he can catch the ball. He's caught 22 of 27 targets. Now, his pass pro is a potential issue, but they do have a top six pass blocking line, so it may not be as big of a deal as we think. Now, Melvin Gordon, he is looking like an aging running back this year, and this could go very fast. If he continues to play at a poor level, put the ball on the carpet, not get extra yards, Boone can show explosiveness and jump into a big role that we never saw coming behind a team again. They block well. Now, people are talking about Latavius Murray getting added today. Great. It helps you get Boone on the waiver wire because Latavius Murray flamed out in Baltimore last year. Look, decent Sunday. You know, he knew that Saints system, fine, whatever. Lat Murray's been well past his days. One last thing. The Denver Broncos were without Quinn Miners, their center, last week. As long as he comes back soon, that really helps that run blocking line, too, because they are a good group. So I think, yeah, Mike Boone is a nice ad. He could turn into something. Might take a couple weeks. I think he could get there. Mm, Nick, what say you? Who you like in round two? Uh, I like um... – I like Chalupa over there because uh, I think Pacheco is going to get uh, more of a volume than uh, Mike Boone is, and he's and he's quite frankly playing in a much better offense. Yo, Quiero Zach, on this one, he it's all tied up one one. Let's go to receivers. We'll go to Jim. We'll go to you on this one first. I'll be honest with you, this one is nowhere near my radar, so I cannot wait to hear the case for Khalil Shakir. I'm glad I got that out uh, for the big pickup at receiver this week. Yeah, I think this is, is the problem. this is the problem of living in 14-team leagues. When I'm looking at free agents, I'm not thinking at the mainstream. I think I'm going a little way too deep. But Shakir is a player to look at. He did run a 4-4-3 in the 40. He's six foot 190. It's a good size for a slot receiver. He's not that undersized guy that we often see. And Jamison Crowder broke his ankle. He'll be out for a while. Isaiah McKenzie, I knew going into the season, he'd be very game plan specific. Against teams that are slower on defense, they'll get him melded in, and he's done that. But in games where the defense is a little faster, they're not going to use him as much. Shakir is an explosive receiver. He runs Chris Browns. And the beat writers in Buffalo felt like it would take him a little time to acclimate. Well, now he's on the fast track. And with Josh Allen throwing the football, he could move into that fast track very quickly. I mean, Cole Beasley did wonderful things in the slot there. And she, she, uh, she, uh, can't get his name out. Hey. Khalil Shakira. Wow, Shakira, Shakira. Oh, man, nobody's <laughs> seen me shake. 
anyway, uh, so yeah, he can move into that role pretty quickly. Isaiah McKenzie is off to a good start. In six years, he never hit 300 yards. Now he has a buck 50 already, so he's doing pretty well. But Shakir could be a deal in that offense. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't realize how difficult it was to say until I went to go say it. And I was like, oh, okay, oh, okay got you. All right, so good job, nonetheless, for getting the name out. Zach, let's go to you. Give me the case for Nico Collins as the big pickup and receiver this week. Sure, and we're talking big pickup, so we're going with a big player. So per player profile, he is six foot four with a 90th percentile speed score and a 95th percentile catch radius. He's a clear wide receiver, too, on that team. He had the same amount of snap share as Brandon Cooks. Um, and he is a boom-bust player. There's no doubt about it. Per Hayden uh, Winks, uh, Nico has the second-highest rate of targets that travel 15-plus yards in the air with 62%. He's only behind Devontae Parker at 75%. So he is good for getting at least a couple big play opportunities each game. And that's really what you're looking for right now on the waiver wire is to just stash up player if you get to bye weeks, throw him under the end of your flex, and you're just hoping he catches one of those bombs. He just caught a 50-yarder uh, this past week. Now you're hoping that goes for a touchdown, but that's really what you're looking for at this point of the season on your waiver wire. Yeah, it surprised me this Texans offense takes took is taking a little bit to go off a little bit. I thought Davis Mills would get a little bit of that magic that he had from last year, but it's taking a little bit. But, yeah, we shall see um, if it's boom or bust for Nico Collins. Is it boom or bust for Zach, though, Nick, to, on round three? Uh, uh, the uh, big Chalupa's got a big boom here. Uh, I'd rather take a guy that actually plays and he's – and he's on and he's on the field for ninety five percent of the game. Then then some fringe player who nobody can pronounce his name. <laughs> well, what what logic? Yeah, he, he got around to that one. That's you know. hey. And by the way, me and Jim both pronounced the name correctly. Thank you very much. All right, let's go to round four to the tight end position. Zach, we'll start with you. Let's go with Robert Tunyon. Why is he the big up big pickup? Excuse me this week. Sure. So he's tied for 13th amongst tight ends with receptions at 13. It's a lot of 13 going on. Uh, and really with tight ends, you're just looking for targets, opportunities, because you're just hoping they fall into the end zone. The only way to do that is to get the ball. So per Next Gen Stats, Tanyan lead, uh, led the Green Bay pass catchers in week four for separation with 3.56 yards of separation. League average is 2.91 yards. And so Rodgers likes reliable pass catchers, and he trusts Tanyan. So there are plenty of rookies on that team. Um, we see Lazard coming into his own. That's great, but Tunyon's got the middle of the field covered, and that's what you're looking to see with your tight end near the red zone. You're just hoping for a touchdown. Tunyon can provide that for you. Zach is bringing the big stats tonight, the most important one of the night. When you got, when you want somebody to score, they got to get touches. I mean, that makes sense, right? All right, let's go to Jim. We're going to Jawan Johnson for our tight end argument. Give us the big pickup for Jawan Johnson. So Juwan Johnson seen between four and seven targets and 33 to 43 yards in four in three of his four games. So he's been productive already. His snap share did drop a bit last week, but he's typically seeing about 43 or more snaps a game and running a route on the high majority of those. 
He is a very fast athlete, a former wide receiver who has above average explosiveness and agility per his testing coming into the league. The, the Saints right now, they have an issues along their offensive line. So the middle of the field is a place they're going to want to go. And they already have Jarvis Landry dinged up trying to come back from ankle issues. And Michael Thomas is already on the shelf. So Juwan Johnson in a receiver type role, slot receiver playing tight end, there's a chance that he sees even more accelerated usage in that Saints offense. Their defense is decent right now. When they play good teams, they're going to be in more shootouts. And I think their lack of pass rush is going to put them a little bit of a pinch. And so Juwan Johnson could be a very serviceable PPR machine. Nick, what say you? Who takes round four? Uh, Well, uh, to keep it interesting, I'm going to pick Jim because, uh, yeah, I'm not liking Juwan Johnson. He had some relevancy to – to his uh, to his argument, uh, but I'm going to pick Jim for this one to see who takes it home in round five. Okay, <laughs> way to just put it out there, Nick. All right, so we're going to round five, and we're going to figure out who is our winner tonight. Going to our streaming defenses, Jim. Let's go to you first. So give me the case for the Titans this week. So, look, when you're talking about fantasy defense realistically, if you could pressure the quarterback, you have a chance to be relevant. You could obviously sacks, fumbles, interceptions all come from pass rush. Well, even though Harold Landry's on the IR, they lost him for the whole season. The Titans are top three in pressure rate per PFF. That's one of the barometers. You know, that's it. They, they check the box. They have five games left against the AFC South. You could plug them and play them. Good matchup this week. They definitely can cause havoc, and they're a great team to stream. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Zach, what say you give me the case for the Minnesota Vikings as the streaming D this week? Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sure. So first, they're playing at home, and when you're looking to stream a defense, that's honestly one of the first things I want to make sure they're doing, unless the matchup is just incredible. Uh, the They're playing the Bears. They are clearly a one-dimensional team right now. Uh, they only run the ball. Uh, they're just not passing it enough, and the Vikings have a good enough defensive line to stop the run, and they can pressure fields. They have the defensive ends that are fast enough to contain fields if he does want to try to scramble a little bit. So I just see that being a very one-sided matchup and they should be able to get plenty of sex maybe a couple turnovers and like i said when you're looking for a streamer that's what you're going for yeah i'm looking at my um right now looking at all my leagues and both of these got good matchups so i like i like the vikings a lot like the titans a lot but nick who's the team you like a lot because we got to get a winner uh well uh Zach Zach won this when he said that, that they were playing the Bears. And then I was looking up the stats. And when the uh, Titans have an overall score of 19 on defense and Minnesota's got 36, I'm going to go with 36 over 19. So I'm going to take Minnesota. 
All right. Well, Zach, that makes you tonight's winner, sir. Congratulations. Appreciate it. And Jim, I hate to do it to you, my friend. You you brought some great arguments tonight, by the way. I just wanted to say so great job to you. But unfortunately, as per the rules, you are tonight's loser. So you get tonight's award. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Great game indeed, guys. Both of you bringing the fire tonight. Zach, we're going to start with you since you're tonight's winner. Let everyone know where they can subscribe, follow, and get all your great content. Sure, I appreciate it, guys. Um, so I am the host for the Tripwire Pod at Trip at the Tripwire Pod on Twitter. That's uh, part of the Triple Play Fantasy team. So I do their waiver wire show for them every week. Um, I am the director of content for fantasy and frames. So I do their beat the waiver wire show every weekend to get you ready on Sunday mornings to pick up some guys for free. Uh, we talk, so far I've talked to a lot of guys. It's a five minute show, but if you've picked some of those up, you're probably looking pretty good right now. And then I also do a, a monthly article for trade targets for the club fantasy FFL team as well. So I'll be coming out this week for my first uh, installment of the trade article. Now that we're into week five. Nice. Now, see, everyone knows what I what I meant earlier when I said there was so much stuff. I just didn't know what to write down. So, yeah, everyone go follow, subscribe. Lots of great content there, Zach. We do appreciate it. Now that I know you're a waiver wire expert, too, I might be dialing in on Sunday morning also. Jim, what say you, my friend? Give us where you we can follow, subscribe, and get all of your great content as well. So for those who have Sirius XM, I'm pretty easy to find there. You can find me there on the weekends. I host the Roto-Wire show on Saturdays from 1 to 3 Eastern. Sunday morning, Power Hour, 9 to 10 Eastern. We get everybody like rapid fire ready for the day. I'm also on occasionally during the week, next week, Tuesday through Thursday. Roto-Wire does a stream through our YouTube and Twitter pages. I stream five days a week there. I do a start, sit, right? I always give you the why. I never just tell you who to uh, start, who cares what you say, right? But it's why. So I'll give you a good explanation for everybody. Uh, that is on Sundays when there are not London games. We go two hours before Sunday kickoff, answer all your questions there. And obviously on rotowire.com. So, yeah, again, lots of great places to follow. Jim's great content. Both of you, great stuff. I can't wait to listen, especially on Sunday morning, Jim. I love that stuff on Sunday morning, so I'll be tuning in. You can believe it. We appreciate you guys. Make everyone sure they go follow, subscribe, and enjoy our great guests. Hopefully, we can get them on later in the year, so great job to you guys. We have another guest waiting, believe it or not. Mr. Mallard has decided to join us. So while we bring Mr. Mallard in, let's take a look at his waiver wire segment this week with his sophistication station. Oh, welcome again to another edition of Sophistication Station with Mr. Mallard. Injuries is going to be the main topic of our discussion when it comes to the waiver wire this week with main guys like Javante Williams going down for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Now, a lot of people might have missed this over the weekend and then again on Monday, but Latavius Murray was signed by Denver after being elevated to uh, the Saints' starting lineup on Sunday. He did get 
uh, a decent amount of work for the Saints right off the bat on Sunday. So I expect Latavius Murray to jump right into a role in this Denver offense alongside Melvin Gordon. And another guy who is most likely going to be even more popular on the waiver wire, Mike Boone. Both Murray and Boone are 0.2% owned on ESPN leagues. Uh, but both of them uh, could have roles going forward. I actually like Latavius Murray better because he proved uh, this last week on Sunday already that he still has that he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, and he got in the end zone. So Latavius Murray out of those two is the one I would be going after. And then down in Atlanta with uh, Cordell Patterson going on IR, missing at least four weeks, Tyler Algier is definitely someone you should be adding. 16.9% owned in ESPN leagues right now. Uh, he is going to get the bulk of the carries uh, for that Atlanta offense, which, albeit, is not going to be uh, anything crazy spectacular, but still, uh, with the state of the running backs position right now in the league, Tyler Algier could be useful on your fantasy team. And then another guy who is a bit closer to most likely owned, he might not be on most of your waiver wires, but Romeo Dobbs at 46.1% owned uh, is earning the trust of Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to start playing a much bigger role in this offense, I believe, going forward, maybe even ahead of Christian Watson. So Romeo Dobbs, 46.1%, go and get him. And then last but not least, Rex Burkhead at 25.7% owned in ESPN leagues. Uh, even though Damian Pierce has become the clear number one running back on that team, Rex Burkhead has proven that he is still going to be involved in the pass game, averaging roughly three to four catches per game and right around 25, 30 yards. So if he finds the end zone, he could definitely be a serviceable flex option if you need it. I'll catch you next week for another episode of Sophistication State. Yo, if Rex Burkhead don't look like the Monopoly guy, bro, I don't know. <laughs> dude, when I put that on, I was like, oh, my God, this fits perfectly for Rex Burkhead, bro. That was so funny. Welcome into the studio, Andrew LaDuke, Mr. Mallard. Welcome in, my friend. Thank you, sir. We're going to keep the sophistication going. So uh... I love it. I love it. Let's keep it going. It's sophisticated night. All right. Well, again, we were talking waiver wire. I got the intro for us. So let's let's talk some waiver wire. All right, let's go around the room. I mean, we heard what our guests had to say. We'll go around the room. Justin, give me, uh, like, some quarterback. We'll just go around. Let's go to position. Give me a quarterback you want to pick up this week. Uh, Yeah, so I want to pick up Geno Smith this week. (laughs) Back-to-back QB one weeks. Um, A lot of people will say the matchup against the Saints is not that great. Uh, Kirk Cousins says differently. I think that Geno Smith has the right talent around him to exploit this defense. And, you know, afterwards he gets the Cardinals um, twice and then he gets the Giants. So I'm looking forward to kind of the afterwards. Like Zach said, you're not really streaming somebody for your bye weeks now, but if you have a bye week down the line, he could be a perfect fit. Listen, if you would have told me in the summer that Geno Smith would be the hot waiver wire target, I'd be hitting the dumbass award immediately. <laughs> would be, be a like, top. Like, what are you talking ten. about? Geno Smith, you're crazy. Man, believe it. The reality is here. Can you believe it? Nick, can you give me a QB you like this week? Yeah, um, I'm going to go with uh, Justin's boy who left his heart in San Francisco. I'm going to go with Jimmy G because uh, – this week, he's got Carolina. The following week, he's got Atlanta. 
Then he's got KC, and then he's got the Rams, and then he goes into a bye. So that's four solid starts. He can pick up at least 22 points for you, uh, depending on, on game script. Um, again, he's not, he's not flashy, but he gets the job done. He doesn't turn the ball over too much. Um, so again, he's, he's a serviceable, he's a serviceable quarterback against these crappy defenses the next four weeks. Yep, that's always a good sign when you're playing the crappy D's. LaDuke, you got anyone to QB spot? I think we took them all. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, it's making it tough. I know. I feel most, like most of the ones have been said, but look, the fact I'm actually a little surprised that uh, that Matt Ryan is only owned in um, – I just lost him on my list. Said, Jesus, where did he go? He's only owned in 16% of ESPN leagues right now, which I'm a little surprised by considering he's only had one – bad week where he hasn't scored uh over 13 points i believe it is in most leagues so yeah look he's got a he's, he's got an early week this week on thursday night against denver on the road but look that denver team has not been impressive i'm gonna go with matt ryan and, and, and go with the the chance that he him and michael Pittman can uh, get things going and don't sleep on austin Doolin. i think he's got a place in this league all righty like that all right let's go to the running back positions nick we'll go to you first you got a running back that hasn't been mentioned yet uh well I would no no because all the good ones have been taken uh and the rest are actually um terrible 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 <laughs> terrible all right um Justin you got one uh yeah I got one but it's not for this week's waiver wire it's something to kind of look forward to in the future you know kind of like something I hinted at last week with Tyler Algier calling that one. Damian Williams, he's going to be a stable mate that's coming back from IR in a week. Mm-hmm. I look at that as somebody who's going to give Tyler Algier legit competition, none of this Caleb Huntley bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at Damian Williams as somebody I want to grab from the waiver wire this upcoming week. Yeah, it makes these – all these running backs have – that are on the waiver wire this week have some sort of question. So, if like, if you're in a league um, where you're using – the fab and stuff. I don't know if I'd use a lot for any of them, no. quite frankly. Um, Andrew, do you have another one besides? I know you mentioned like three already on your on your skit. Do you? <laughs> so look, he didn't take them all, didn't he? <laughs> I mentioned them all on there, but look, I am going to double because I felt like uh, I think it was um, Jim who mentioned Mike Boone. I'm gonna. I do believe Latavius Murray is the guy to get there. I think Mike Boone proved that he's just not the, the look the reason why they signed Latavius Murray so last minute like they did immediately once he got put back on the practice squad is because I don't think they believe in Mike Boone as being the the number two guy with Melvin Gordon there Latavius Murray showed up and showed out like not crazy but he showed he can still play in this league on Sunday and I believe he's going to be able to show up especially on a Thursday night game where running is typically a bit more ahead of passing Thursday night game Latavius Murray over Mike Boone is who I'm going after yeah, I mean, listen, in the long term, I'm not sure how long. Latavius Murray, very known to get sure. hurt. However, very explosive, though, when he's on the field, big playmaker. So at least for the short term, he could definitely be a big boom for you, um, for sure, if he ends up taking over that backfield. Rashad White was another mention from the Bucks as well. Could end up taking over that backfield. Just want to mention him also on there. And if you don't, if nobody has Raheem Mostert in your league, you know, again, talking about America's team, Definitely be looking him up. Mikey Betts laughed at Latavius Murray. Mike wanted to bring up. Yes, you are. You are correct. All right, let's go to receivers. Um, Andrew, give me a receiver that you like this week. Oh, receiver. So, hold on. You, you got to give maybe, me. A maybe I should. My bad. You because you joined us late. late so my bad. We'll, we'll go to Justin first. Okay, uh, okay. Give me a receiver that you like this week, my friend. So I'm going to say this real quick about Latavius Murray. 
Every time he's been a backup, he has never averaged under four yards of carry in a season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a good player, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. he might not be the, the best guy, but he'll get you a touchdown every once in a while. Um, so Alec Pierce, 18% in the league. And LaDuke was talking about Ashton Doolin. The reason Ashton Doolin is never going to be a thing is because Alec Pierce is the second coming to Michael Pittman. And the first coming to Michael Pittman is on the team. So – Alec Pierce, last week, 80 yards. He's up in his game every single week. I think that this is almost – I mean, come on. It's got to be a breakout coming, right? You know, you keep on increasing your yards. Next thing you know, there's a touchdown added on there. Next thing you know, he's in the top 24 receivers, top 12. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows where it goes? But this might be the last week to go out and get Alec Pierce before everybody starts bum-rushing the waiver wire next week. Ooh, Bottom line wait. is Matt Ryan has weapons. Yeah, indeed. Yes. All right, Nick, how about you? Give me a receiver you like. Oh, I'm going to go with the fruit that's laying on the ground. I'm going to go with Devin DuVernay on this one. Uh, you got Rashad Bateman that, that's out in the next two weeks. They play Cincinnati at home, and then they go to the Giants. Uh, he Right now, he he's still the number two target, but he's still the number one uh, wide receiver right now. Uh, basically, anybody that's not named Mark Andrews is, is going to see a smaller portion of the passing percentage so uh i would go with with devin duvernay he he's the hot topic this week all right speaking of hot topics laduke give me a receiver you like this week yeah look i'm gonna say it again just like in my little segment romeo dobbs now that i can expand him a little bit more two straight weeks of eight targets he's got the giants and the jets over the next two weeks both coming to green bay so he's able to stay home for the next couple weeks like I said, he's gained that trust of Aaron Rodgers. It seems like, yes, they're going to try to get the ball in Christian Watson's hands because he's an explosive player. But Dobbs seems to be the guy that Rodgers trusts down the field a bit more. So Romeo Dobbs, to me, is a sneaky play over the next couple of weeks before he hits a bit hard, a bit of a harder stretch of their schedule. Look out your leagues, too, for Michael Gallup. Um, if he's around, he should be coming back soon. So we'll see how that experiment starts to work out. Um, George Pickens, I know that's he's not really – I think on what I saw, he was like 47% owned, which seemed weird to me, but I'm not sure why that's why. But I would definitely be picking him up, especially now with the change at quarterback. That always ends up happening. This guy's been taking the reps you know, with the backup, which is the quarterback. So, of course, they're going to have good chemistry. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, I know you mentioned him earlier – um, I know Jim wasn't really big on him, but I mean, look, his production, um, you know, is speaks for itself. And regardless of, of whatever, he's explosive and he makes plays. So I'd definitely be looking for him. And Jamison Wilson, Williams, excuse me, coming back from his ACL uh, from the Lions could also be a good play for you as well. All right, let's go to the tight end position. Uh, Justin, we'll go to you. Do you got a tight end? That's good to pick up this week. Um. Yeah. So everybody's still underappreciating Tyler Conklin. He's fi- people are finally stomach- coming around to it. This is five straight weeks. Everybody, can somebody get a clue here? He's a top twelve tight end. I feel like Booker T right now. I'm the five time, five time, five time. Tyler like a, Conklin that's truther. Let's yeah. That's the fifth time you've mentioned him. Exactly. <laughs> fifth time. Um. Yeah, you know, I, I I mean, this guy, he had a repertoire with uh, Zach Wilson in the offseason. They were saying all good things out of camp when uh, Uzama was out, that they were making a big connection. You know, he obviously still went to him this game. He didn't get the production that he had in the past couple games, but he's still there. He was still tight end 15. I mean, I, I know that didn't win you any leagues, but he was still tight end 15, so he's hanging around. Uh, go get him. 
He's in 58% of leagues, so that means that somebody's listening to me. Hopefully, no. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think that that's a good um, last waiver wire because I feel like after this, he'll be at 60%, and I won't have to mention him ever again. (laughs) Indeed. All right. All right, Nick, let's go to you to get a tight end you like this week. Yeah, uh, I laugh because, you know, Mr. San Francisco over there is always picking all these Jets, you know, the – the San Francisco Jets are, are on the clock. Uh, I am going to go with uh, <laughs> I am going to go with uh, Karen Rogers' new slash old favorite target, um, Robert Tunyon. Uh, right now, he is this week. He's playing the Giants. Then he goes to the Jets. Then he's got Washington, and then he's got a tough one at at Buffalo. But for the next couple of weeks, um, yeah, he is touchdown dependent. But knowing knowing Rogers. He's going to find them. So, uh, again, if if you need to stream uh, stream a tight end, pick up Robert Tunyon. He's he's pretty reliable. All right. Robert Tunyon. How about you, Andrew? You got a tight end you like this week. Yeah, look, it's it's slim picking out there, as always, for the tight ends. But at 33.5% owned on ESPN leagues right now, let's don't sleep on Irv Smith Jr. When I look for tight ends who are under-owned, I'm looking for athleticism, and he's get, averaging about five targets per game right now. Yes, it's Kirk Cousins throwing to him, and yes, he's got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who had an absolute game this week. But Irv Smith, Adam Thielen's not going to be able to have that game every single week. I think Irv Smith is still going to have at least a 50% of the, the remaining games of the season where he's going to be a relevant part of this offense. So if you're streaming, Irv Smith can, can do you well in the right matchup. My stream for tight end this week is Logan Thomas facing the Titans, who have one of the worst um defenses against fantasy tight ends that'd be my stream play this week probably get you at least a touchdown hopefully that's the only thing you can really hope for all right let's go to streaming defenses this week justin what say you what's your streaming d and if you don't dare say the jets oh <laughs> how'd you know that one was coming um you know my streaming defense is going to actually be new england and I know a lot of people are going to be like, what's going on there? LaDuke's already like, gosh, darn it, he took mine. But um, against the number one offense, you know, I, I know a lot of people will raise an eyebrow to that. But I think that, you know, Bill Belichick knows how to scheme and he knows how to scheme against the best players on a opposing team's offense. And, you know, when your best players are all riding the bench because they're all injured, then it kind of makes it really limited for that one. Uh, last week, they did a pretty damn good job against the Packers, put up 12 points. And then, you know, you look at the stretch afterwards, they've got a pretty nice stretch. So here we go. We got Detroit, we got Cleveland, we got Chicago, we got New York Jets. That's a pretty juicy stretch right there. You could have them as just your t- your defense for the next four weeks and be just fine with that one. So I'm going to go with the, the Pats. Like that. All right, Nick, what say you? You got a D you like this week. Uh, I am going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think, uh, Dougie P's got it, got it completely turned around down there. Uh, don't, don't laugh. My, my statement of, of the evening, Jacksonville will be a playoff team this year. Mark Ooh. my words. Ooh. So, uh, they got Houston this week. Then they go to Indy. Then they got the Giants and then they got Denver and then they got the Raiders. So, uh, I think Jacksonville will be a, a good option this week. Right now, they're averaging for defense. They're having close. They're averaging, excuse me, thirteen points a game. So for defense, that's pretty darn good. All right, Andrew. Any meat on this bone left for you? 
Not much, but since the Patriots were my main streaming defense, they are playing such above the bar than I expected them to. I'm going to have to say the Indianapolis Colts because the the point was made earlier about pressure on the quarterback, Uh, and they have two games this year where they have at least three sacks. Uh, So, yes, they're still allowing around 20 points per game right now, but if they can get some pressure, especially this week against Denver, uh, Russell Wilson just does not look like Russell Wilson. He looks flustered when he's pressured right now. So I think they could probably get at least one turnover and a couple sacks there. Uh, and that offense is not looking great. So they should be able to hold them to under 20 points. I really like Scott's uh, argument for the Titans. You know, Carson yeah. Wentz right now, he's been so injury prone. I mean, that's the team I'd be looking to stream this week if they're out there. Uh, can definitely put some pressure on Carson and make him fumble and throw some picks. I mean, that's been happening two weeks in a row now. So I don't think um, that's no no big feat for them. All right. So we're going to now take a quick break. Not really, because we're just going to get into what we got wrong last week. So somebody about to get the dumbass. Oh, you're so dumb. Baby, you're so dumb. I can tell right now, you ain't no good for me. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I mean, I'll be straight with you. Nobody really did that great this week. But let's start with Fantasy Jesus had a few good hits this week, especially in the sit. So um, Mitch Trubisky for a start, though, man, not so good there. No, no, hold on. See, this is where you got it all wrong, bro. Last episode, it was supposed to be Jared Goff. How, oh, it's supposed to be Jared one. How is it supposed to be Jared Goff? Look back at the text. See, I told you oh, you would get see, it wrong. No, I see. I told you. I told you guys before. Told you. Well, you send it once. Don't don't be sending changes. Right, Actually, I do remember that. I do remember that because he said Tr- Trubisky, and I said Trubisky, and then he goes, "You know what, Nick? I think you're right. I'm going to change the golf." Now that you said that, I do remember that too. I got you, Jesus. All right, uh, Deontay Johnson, <laughs> uh, you can't go wrong there. You, that was horrible. Um, Dallas Goddard, that was just outside the 12, so if I had a yellow one, I'd do yellow, but I'm not doing that anymore. Packers the game came to 14, so not too good there. David Carr, though, I mean, good sit there. Cordell Patterson was a good sit. Yeah, my bad, Derek. Um, Christian Kirk, he was a good sit. Darren Waller was a good sit. And Steelers D all the way around. Good, sit. good job, Justin. Oh, if anybody was the winner this week, I'd give it to you. All oh, right, Nick, Nick in Colorado. <laughs> At least I'm not the dumbass of the week. Let's, let's, let's look at Nick's lineup. Like, Geno Smith, what a great call this week. Yeah. Great. Um, Javonta Williams, not so good of a call. 53. Amari Cooper completely fell off the planet. 89 this week. Joku also 19th. Good call on Giants D, though. They were number two. Matt Well, Stafford. to be fair, Javonta Williams got hurt, so. Right. Don't you love yeah. how everyone's always got excuses? Like, <laughs> it's okay, bro. It's, you know, you, sometimes right. you That's win. That's all right. Sometimes you lose. It Tonight looks like Christmas. Lose. I'm happy. That's good. Let's Matt, go. <laughs> Matt Stafford, uh, 29th. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, was ninth this week, so not a good call there. Devonta Adams, 12th. Um, not a good call there. Tyler Higby, who, by the way, has been money PPR. He was 12th mm-hmm. this week. Ravens, 20th. And, by the way, I don't even think I should have counted this because who the hell was starting the Ravens defense against the Bills? Nobody. In fact, they're not starting him even against the whoever. I can't even think of somebody who's that bad. All right, let's go to me. I was I didn't do too good either. So, me and me and Nick really tied this week, I think, is what we're mm, going to call it. I oh, see that. 
Russell Wilson. <laughs> Hamilton sucked. That's Russell. one way to avoid the dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for three weeks in a row. Yeah, he was going for the three weeks. I mean, that was two. James Robinson is number 50. Like, that was a horrible call. I thought maybe the rain, he'd pop out one. Michael Pittman Jr. I, I Dalton Schultz, I just put he sucked. I couldn't find him anywhere. I just, you know what? You just sucked pretty much. Steelers D, you're sit. I started him against some dumb Jets, and uh, unfortunately, they didn't do very well. Carson Wentz was a good sit for me at 27th. Miles Sanders, oh my God, number four. <laughs> Jesus, please don't ever listen to my fantasy advice. Allen Robinson, again, sucked. Zach Ertz uh, was number five, and Bills or were number 14 this week, so... Once again, not too good, but pretty much me. I think me and Nick pretty much tied for the dumbass this week. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you'll take a tie, dumbass. No big deal. All right. Well, that'll be it for the evening. We appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We have a big game Wednesday going on. We got Packers. We got Giants. We got two big guests coming in. They're going to. They're going to battle it out, I guess, if you will, to see who's going to win, win the big game tomorrow. So make sure you tune in. Andrew LaDuke, where can all of our guests find you and your great material, sir? Yeah, every Friday, uh, Friday afternoons typically on bellyupfantasysports.com. You can find Inside the Medical Tent where I break down, uh, along with Brian Scott, I interview him on the injuries statuses of the week and who might and might not play coming up. And then, as always, uh, the Sunday morning Belly Up Fantasy live show at 11 o'clock here on Belly Up Fantasy Sports as well. Uh, yeah, and then if you like golf, it's the golf kind of season slow right now, but uh, every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, Divots and Pivots. Check it out. We are having fun with that. Go follow Andrew LaDuke. All kind of great stuff. Appreciate your Mr. Mallard and all that kind of goodness as well. Yes, Justin. I got one thing to say. Of course. <laughs> this is for you, Kamesh. This is for you. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Hey. Those guys in the back, you're fired. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.